Hello, and welcome to Renegade Files, your podcast collection of creepy paranormal tales, curious unsolved mysteries, and fascinating underground culture. I'm your guide, Lex Gordon, transmitting this unauthorized broadcast from the Jungle Villa Outpost, deep in the uncharted tropics. This is Renegade Files, episode 45, Breaking UFO News. The subject of UFOs has recently gone mainstream in a big way. The go-fast, tic-tac, and gimbal videos taken by naval aviators and made public a few years ago put the story on the nightly cable shows. Then the Pentagon UFO report let us all down, but at least it was an officially recognized letdown. Following that, Uncle Sam built a string of Department of Defense alphabet soup organizations who went to work trying to untangle it all. Suddenly, due to a series of recent events, the UFO subject is in the mainstream news again and getting some serious scrutiny from what would historically be unlikely sources. A high-ranking intelligence officer, a U.S. senator, and the nightly news. In this episode of Renegade Files, we will dig into exactly what is going on here. Does the U.S. military have recovered nuts and bolts extraterrestrial crafts? Do they have captured aliens? Did aliens dine and dash in Las Vegas? And are we really about to learn what actually happened at Roswell? Grab a vanilla cold brew coffee and your paranormal investigation kit. And hit the road with your old pal Lex Gordon as we take on the current onslaught of whistleblowers, disinformation, video red herrings, and media pundits all taking elbows to the jaw in the mosh pit known as Today's Breaking UFO News. If you listen to Renegade Files on Spotify, be sure to add our episodes to your paranormal, UFO, or unsolved mystery playlist, whatever that may be. Adding Renegade Files shows to playlists with similar content helps other listeners discover us because Spotify is more likely to recommend episodes that are popular playlist saves. It's a free way for you to help the show and it makes finding your favorite Renegade Files episodes fast and easy. I am so grateful to have you in the Renegade Files crew. Thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Part 1. How did we get here? Back in 2017, the world of ufology was shaken, and many normies even looked up from their Words with Friends games when the Tic Tac, Go Fast, and Gimbal videos were publicized by Louis Elizondo and reported by Leslie Keene in the New York Times. Suddenly, we had official military video footage of unidentified flying objects seen by pilots, and the government was admitting, or claiming, that they didn't know what they were. And this was all over the mainstream news. It was unprecedented. Everyone was talking about it. After that, we got the multi-trillion dollar first COVID relief bill to shuffle a few million dollars into the Pentagon to facilitate their disclosure of everything they knew about UFOs. What this had to do with COVID, no one knows, 
But with that money, they made a nine-page report, three pages of which are the cover and the appendix, so a six-page report that fully disclosed nothing. The report did, however, let us know that they were going to need more money, of course, to figure out this UFO thing. So then they began the long construction, restructuring, and revamping of a few Department of Defense projects into the UFO bureaucracy that we have today. To bring us up to speed, let's just summarize the order of what the Empire has built with our money so far. From 2007 to 2012, we had ATIP, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which sounds straightforward enough, and was set into motion by then-Senator Harry Reid. ATIP's only actually known accomplishment was funneling about $20 million into the pocket of already billionaire and friend to Harry Reid, Bob Bigelow, which he then used to buy Skinwalker Ranch, but that's another story. ATIP is also where we get Luis Elizondo, and part of what he did after leaving that agency was to join the To The Stars Academy, led by Blink-182 guitarist Tom DeLonge. And yes, this whole thing is very bizarre to say the least, but it did result in Elizondo securing the FOIA requests to have these three UFO videos published. And then we were off to the races. You can dive into the rabbit hole of ATIP and those first three UFO videos in Renegade Files Episode 6, Military UFO Footage, and the Pentagon UFO Report. So eventually, ATIP spent all of their taxpayer money and sort of quietly fizzled out. Then from 2017 until 2020, we had one of the clunkiest acronyms to ever escape the U.S. Department of Defense, the tragic UAPTF or UAPTF, which was the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Their mission was to collect and analyze evidence of UFOs to make determinations about threats to national security. So it was essentially the continuation of ATIP under a new name. The UAPTF quietly evolved into what we now have, which is the AARO, or the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, pronounced RO, which is at least easier to say. But it didn't start out that way. The successor to the UAPTF was established on November 23rd, 2021 as the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, or AOIMASIG. The oversight and direction of the AOIMASIG was to be handled by the Airborne Object Identification and Management Executive Council, or IOIMEXEC. Also in the mix was AEROMEXEC, but luckily all they really did was handle the transition between dismantling UAPTF and turning it into ARO. So, after all of that, what we have now is ARO, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, for now, which have continued ATIP's direction of rebranding UFOs as UAPs, but they have also added the new nomenclature for aliens, which we now call, at least according to ARO, non-human intelligences, 
and we'll get into that in a minute. Along the way, Aro has expanded its scope because we have had increasing reports of unidentified objects coming from or going into the ocean. I guess also a few lakes. And the OG UFO community has for a long time just called those USOs, unidentified submerged objects. So things seen under the water or coming in and out of the water that we don't know what they are. But that is far too easy. So in an effort to catch it all, RO has changed in midstream what they say UAP stands for. In the famous but lackluster first Pentagon UFO report, they told us that the new term was UAP, which stood for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. We all understand their reasoning, but now they've expanded their search parameters, so they're rebranding their own UAP acronym from Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon to Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon. Okay, fine. I've also seen it written as unexplained anomalous phenomenon. I hate to tell you, but this kind of term shifting is a hallmark of big media and the deep state. They use language to keep the masses confused and arguing. It's a distraction technique. They pick a catchphrase and pump it out across their distribution channels. Talking heads, radio talk guys, and pound the phrase or word until everyone knows and understands it. Then, out of the blue, every single one of the media frontmen will start pronouncing this word differently. How many times can you remember this happening? The Sheik of Iran became the Sheik of Iran. Harassment became harassment. Criminals are now called bad actors. Someone lock up Hayden Christensen. And UFOs are UAPs. UAP is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. UAP is Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon. UAP is Unexplained Anomalous Phenomenon. Didn't you know? And aliens are now called Non-Human Intelligences. This is typical big government. They water something down until it is meaningless. A bottlenose dolphin is a non-human intelligence. The point is, when we say UFO and alien, we all know what we're talking about. When you dance around the semantics trying to encompass every possibility in one phrase, you end up with nonsense. And you create an intellectual subject where people get caught up in the syntax and start arguing or misunderstanding things based on the constant shift of terms and pronunciations. So let's all be careful of this. Also, using the catch-all anomalous to describe what's going on here gives these government agencies a pretty wide bandwidth of jurisdiction. Something else to be cautious of, at least for taxpayers as if they even care about that anymore. But if we were to apply actual definitions to these acronyms, then unidentified anomalous phenomenon could be a Bigfoot sighting, pink lightning, or a puckwudgie. But I'm going on the record now to say that if Aro is tasked with studying unidentified anomalous phenomenon, 
which can obviously mean a long list of things. So things we see underwater, things we see on a hillside, then if it's moving through the sky and we have no idea what it is, so it's unidentified, and if we can at least all agree that something physical moving under intelligent control through the sky is still called flying in the English language, then the actual proper description for such an object is drum roll a UFO. Jeez Louise. So how does all of this bring us to the current UFO frenzy we're seeing? Let's find out. Much of the current buzz can be attributed to an article published on The Debrief, which is online at thedebrief.org and was written by Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal on 5 June 2023, just a few weeks ago at the time of this recording. Now, you probably remember Leslie Keen as the New York Times reporter who first broke the A-tip Luis Elizondo story about the FOIA-released military UFO videos in 2017. And if anyone can be said to have pushed UFOs into the mainstream, it would be her. Now, I won't read the whole article, so I'll link to it in the dark intel files for those who like to go deep, but I will give us a glance at the important details. The article states, quote, A former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community inspector general extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved, intact, and partially intact craft of non-human origin. The information, he says, has been illegally withheld from Congress and he filed a complaint alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures reported here for the first time. Other intelligence officials, both active and retired, with knowledge of these programs through their work in various agencies, have independently provided similar corroborating information both on and off the record. The whistleblower, David Charles Grush, 36, a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, is a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, or NGA, and the National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO. He served as the Reconnaissance Office representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, so the now decommissioned UAPATF, from 2019 to 2021. From 2021 to July 2022, he was the NGA's co-lead for UAP analysis and its representative to the task force. End quote. Okay, so that's the executive summary of what's going on here. This combat vet who went on to do intelligence work and has done reconnaissance work for the UAPATF and UAP analysis for the NGA says that these or other military departments and their contractors have partially and fully intact, let's call them what they are, UFOs. He's backed up by some other officials, including recently retired Army Colonel and current aerospace executive Colonel Carl E. Nell, who says that Grush's reputation and character are, quote, beyond reproach. Grush has spoken to a few other news outlets as well. 
He told News Nation, quote, Well, naturally, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. And, believe it or not, as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. So he's directly saying that the government has deceased recovered aliens, or maybe alive, I don't know. He also speaks of what he calls, quote, a broad crash retrieval program. This implies multiple incidents. Here are a few other quotes from Grush, and that's G-R-U-S-C-H. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. I had plenty of senior former intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me that they were part of a program. The program had quite a number of retrieved non-human origin technical vehicles. Most of these articles, quoting Grush, go on to give us some general UFO background that, if you're listening to Renegade Files, you already know, but the original piece on the debrief includes one very intriguing addition. It's a quote from Christopher Mellon. You may recall his name from the whole A-tip to the Stars Academy mid-2010s soft disclosure circle. In the debrief article, Leslie Keene gives some screen time to her old friend Mellon when she includes this quote. A number of well-placed current and former officials have shared detailed information with me regarding this alleged program, including insights into the history, governing documents, and the location where a craft was allegedly abandoned and recovered, Mellon said. However, it is a delicate matter of getting this potentially explosive information into the right hands for validation. This is made harder by the fact that, rightly or wrongly, a number of potential sources do not trust the leadership of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office established by Congress. End quote. So, R.O. Now, I'm not exactly sure who or what Mellon is referring to when he says sources don't trust the leadership at Aro, but you can rest assured that I'm digging into it, and as new information comes to light, I'll post a follow-up to the fine folks in the Renegade Files Agency on Patreon, and thank you to that crew for helping keep Espresso in the cups here at the Jungle Villa Outpost. What I do know is that the current Aro director is Sean M. Kirkpatrick, a laser and material physicist from a deep army family who has been the defense intelligence officer for the DIA and the deputy director of intelligence for the U.S. Strategic Command. And this is a guy who is currently the director of ARO. So of interest here is that in 2023, Kirkpatrick, along with Harvard Astronomy Department Chair Avi Loeb, released a manuscript on the physical constraints of hypothetical alien spaceships existing in the solar system. This paper is hypothetical in nature, but nonetheless fascinating and simultaneously controversial. This may be part of the reason Christopher Mellon says some people have an issue with the leadership at Aro, but I really have no idea. This is just a guess on my part. Like I said, I'm digging into that comment and I'll let you know what I find out. It'll be interesting if anyone else has thought the same thing as I did when reading that article and done any analysis or written any opinion about it. It's important to understand that Grush also says that he has never seen any of this evidence himself. 
only that he believes the people who have told him they've seen it. So what's the official word from Aro then, in light of Grush's claims? According to Sue Gao, a Department of Defense spokesperson, quote, to date, RO has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. End quote. That's pretty clear. So I want to play devil's advocate here for a second. Consider the ringer that everyone has put Bob Lazar through, myself included. And Bob Lazar is giving us first-hand testimony about seeing and touching and working on UFOs at Area 51 and specifically at S4. Then look at the way the big news agencies are fawning all over this one guy, Grush, a retired Army intelligence officer from the deep state if there ever was a deep state, giving him interviews and printing his claims as revolutionary calling him a whistleblower which has a new positive connotation in the media all of a sudden and bringing forth retired colonels to vouch for the guy. Meanwhile, what has he really given us? He knew a guy. <laughs> Someone he worked with told him they saw a UFO in a hangar somewhere. Okay, who exactly told you this? Exactly where are these things? He's not saying. Did you see one? Do you have pictures? Do you even have a memo? No. Pretty convenient because by doing this, Grush isn't violating any non-disclosure or state secrets or national security information because he isn't really saying anything. I think the real mystery here is why is this even a story on the news at this point? The fact that this is being given so much attention is, frankly, suspicious to me. It's possible that David Grush is telling the truth. And furthermore, that everyone who's ever told him alien stories is also telling the truth. But the fact is, this isn't what anyone who is seriously involved in this subject wants or even cares about right now. My question to David Grush and every talking head giving him airtime recently is this. Why come to us with this half-baked information? Someone claiming that someone else is claiming that the government is covering up UFOs and aliens is not exactly groundbreaking evidence at this stage in American history. If David Grush can find something substantial, then go get it. Make your phone calls and tell your old army buddies that now you've stuck your neck out. And if they care about you so much, like Colonel Nell seems to, then tell them to go on the record and send out the pictures or the documents or the letters or whatever they have to back up what you're saying. Otherwise, why are you telling us this? That's my two cents about the whole thing. Nothing against Grush. If he's being honest, and it seems like he is, then he's a brave guy. I'd be happy to talk to him right here on this show, but I ask these tough questions because no one else is, and their conspicuous absence, and by that I mean those questions conspicuous absence from this dialogue makes the mainstream news coverage of this story weak. 
surprise. But it's not just a whistleblower putting UFOs in the news right now, so let's move on. Part 2. What Happens in Vegas On April 30th, just a few months back as we record, at around 11.50pm in Las Vegas, Nevada, or is it Nevada? I'm not sure. A Vegas Metro police officer was talking with a citizen on the street when his body cam recorded a bright blue object flying above the trees and away from them down the street through the night sky. You can see the videos online, it's pretty impressive. Reports tell us that following this sighting by the officer and several simultaneous calls from others who saw it, the police launched an immediate investigation. I couldn't find out exactly what that entailed. My guess is they ran through the obvious things like communicating with the nearby airports and maybe military or government agencies to find out if it could have been something known. Also, let's remember, Las Vegas is just 80 miles from Area 51. Then, 30 minutes after the sighting recorded by the beat cop's body cam, Las Vegas dispatch received a 911 call describing two 8 to 10 foot tall aliens in a crashed craft outside a resident's home. This call sounds genuine, and we have the 911 transcripts and some audio. Control room, can we roll cut 27 now, please? There's like an 8 foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so terrified it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard. Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot. I don't know. They're, they look like they look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Okay. Like like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes and and they're not human. They're 100 percent they're not human. You know I'm joking about the control room. I'm in the camouflage compound of the Jungle Villa outpost with our current power being supplied by a windmill turned in the stiff breeze generated from the flapping wings of 50 million Paleozoic-sized mosquitoes. No one here but me and Neo the cat. But the 911 alien audio tape is real. Right away, this begs a classic question. How is it possible in this day and age, that you can see living, physical, 10-foot-tall aliens in a crashed flying saucer in your literal backyard, you have the presence of mind and resources to call 911 and describe this in real time. But neither you, nor anyone in your family, nor any neighbor, has another phone or camera to take a picture or a video Seriously, it's on the ground. Taking a picture or video of something cool, unusual, or strange is essentially a reflex these days. It's the first thing people do. Especially if you're looking at live aliens in your yard. Call 911, sure. Maybe even call 911 first if the aliens are trying to break into your house or whatever. They weren't. 
but you're watching them. You're describing them. Someone would take a picture of them. The next facet of this case seemed to confirm this very idea when, yes, a video did appear online claiming to show the Las Vegas aliens. Unfortunately, as good as it looks, it was just a ploy to grab video traffic, and it worked. The viral backyard alien video has seen millions of views, but it's actually a hoax made by combining a real dispatch audio of the police investigating this person's backyard and finding nothing with a video made for a CGI contest by TikTok user and visual effects artist Owl Tree Stump, who posted his video on Friday, June 9, with the hashtags CGI and Blender 3D. Blender 3D is the open source computer graphics software that this person used to generate the creature in the video. Things like this muddy the already confusing waters, and when something like this series of events happens, it all gets shuffled around so fast that it becomes an immediate challenge to figure out what's real or not. It used to be that if someone saw a UFO, you would wonder if it was real. Then if they took a picture, you could figure out if the photo was fake or not pretty easily. But now, you can't even believe a full-scale video of someone giving a speech right in front of your own eyes. From the research I've done, these are the things that have happened in quick succession recently to put the UFO topic back in the mainstream for good or ill. We have a retired military intelligence officer saying the government agencies he worked for have recovered UFOs because people that he worked with told him that that was the case. Then we have a UFO filmed by a Las Vegas policeman, and that is a film of a UFO. We don't know what it is, so it's unidentified, of course. Following that, we have the immediate 9-11 call about aliens in the yard, which seems genuine, but where's the video and where's the photograph? Then we have a viral, albeit fake, video that combined the real police audio of the backlot alien investigation with a very convincing CGI alien skulking around in someone's back garden. Part 3. What else? Okay. On 18 June 2023, Fatma Khaled, writing for Newsweek, published an article titled UFO Crash 100% Covered Up by U.S. Government, Congressman Says. The article tells us the story of Tennessee Congressional Representative Tim Burchett, who has been recently outspoken about his insistence that the U.S. government and military officials have long engaged in cover-up operations when it comes to crash UFOs and recovered alien technology. My immediate response is, wow, thank you for the news flash, Congressman, right? And here's something else that I've just realized and I want to point out, and it's very strange, esoteric, I don't know if it means anything, and I wonder if you've realized it too. We have, right in this story, Congressman Tim Burchett. B-U-R-C-H-E-T-T. The guy who is the ex-military whistleblower, his name is David Grouch, B-G-R-U-S-C-H. And then we have 
Then we have the representative from the Department of Defense who gave us the quote saying that nothing that Grush is saying is true. Her name is Sue Gao. So we've got one guy whose name is G-R-U-S-C-H, Grush. Then we've got Gao, G-O-U-G-H. Then we've got Congressman Burchett, B-U-R-C-H-E-T-T. And there's just something about the way that all of these names are just a little bit weird. I'm not saying I'm making fun of anyone's name, but you've got this Burchett, B-U-R-C-H-E-T-T. That's a pretty uncommon name, and it's got the soft C. Then you've got Grush, which has a S-C-H and a U, just like the Burchett. And then you've got Grush, what's her name? Sue Gao, which is G-O-U-G-H with a soft G-H. So there's another U. I'm not saying it means anything, like I said, but it seems to me a lot of times you'll notice these weird threads or or just kind of odd similarities that will crop up in a in a collection of stories that seem to be big in the news i don't know if it means anything but it's just a little weird to me and i just wondered if anyone else had thought the same thing and it may be my twisted paranoid paranormal investigation mind at this time i don't know but i think it's just a real slight not a overt red flag but it's just another thing that you notice when you start doing a lot of deep research and you start revealing these little things, they always put these little weird clues in there, or I don't know if that's it, but anyway, just my observation. So back to the Congressman. Now, much of what Congressman Burchette is talking about all of a sudden is the Roswell crash. I'm working on a Roswell deep dive series right now, but for those who may not know, the gist is, and I'm sure we've heard the story, but as a refresher, in 1947, something crashed in the New Mexico desert. A farmer found the crash. Several locals, along with the farmer, saw the debris. They saw the debris they brought back to the home, and they saw, at least some of them, dead aliens. The military responded, recovered materials, put out a press release saying they had captured a crash flying saucer. This resulted in a front page newspaper article. Then the military quickly changed their story and said that it had only been a weather balloon. They also soon added that the aliens people had reported seeing were actually just crash test dummies used in some secret high altitude flight or parachuting program. Then in a 1994 Air Force report commissioned by the General Accounting Office, the Air Force concluded that it was not a weather balloon, but an Army spy balloon project that had crashed, and the aliens seen were now said to be the bodies of Air Force personnel who died in the line of duty while working on the program. So with this much story changing, you can see why Roswell just keeps lingering. It won't go away because every time they try to make it irrelevant, they change their explanations for what happened there, and people are not buying it. One of those people, or one of the latest, I guess, is this congressman, Tim Burchett. And we'll get into some of the things he has to say, but I want to start with two of his quotes. The first is a direct quote from Mr. Burchett, as printed in the Newsweek article, with reference to the fact that Burchette doesn't buy the multiple, or at least the latest, official story of the Roswell incident. He says that military intelligence is, quote, 
like congressional ethics. It just doesn't exist. First of all, saying congressional ethics doesn't exist is pretty ironic criticism coming from a congressman. Secondly, drawing the parallel to conclude, as he does, that there are also no intelligent people in the military is preposterous. I'm not sure who he thinks his audience is. I guess his constituency in Tennessee. And believe you me, I call out big government and huge agency bureaucracy probably more than most people, but to say that there's no such thing as intelligence in the military is ridiculous. Some of the smartest people I've ever known are in or have been in the military. The next quote is, and I'll just give you the summary, but he also tells Newsweek that he thinks we've been covering up the UFO phenomenon since the 40s and that he doesn't trust the government. Once again, ironic considering that Tim Burchett is part of the government and a pretty high up part. My pointing this out isn't to say that I don't appreciate what he's doing. I actually like this congressman from Tennessee and I think he's just speaking his mind in natural terms. We all do it. It does make the point though that our government is made up of us, the citizens, of the people, by the people, for the people, all that. But it does also bring up another question, and that's the disinformation piece. Am I just paranoid after a lifetime of digging into conspiracy theories? Or is it possible that someone like Congressman Burchett or retired Army Intelligence Officer David Grush is part or are part of a larger plan to keep the alien hypothesis on the bargaining table for some future false flag alien war cooked up to keep the people in their houses, again, and siphon more taxpayer billions into military contractor bank accounts. I'm not saying it is, but it is possible for sure. Let's put that aside for a minute and go over some of the other ideas Burchette brings up. We know he thinks Roswell was a cover-up. While it may be novel to have a sitting congressman go on the record with that opinion, he is by far the first and scarcely the only person to reach that conclusion, but I would say good. I agree. And maybe it's part of relaxing the ridicule of people with UFO ideas that the Pentagon promises will be the new era we're moving into, and, you know, I would hope that that's the case. Burchette also brings up the January 2023 Office for the Director of National Intelligence Report. This is the follow-up to the June 2021 document and the previous one, which we now call the Pentagon UFO Report for short. This is a series that they're doing. According to the new report, the military or other agencies have analyzed hundreds of reports of UFOs. Yes, I know they call them UAPs. There's also a 2022 report. They're doing them once a year for now. Even the first report leaves a vast swath of information out. I talked about it in our military UFO footage episode, but th this report, it just completely ignores huge cases. Roswell is not even mentioned. The Phoenix Lights, the Hudson Valley UFO, tons of others just disregarded. 
So the news reports tell us that of the hundreds of incidents the Pentagon is made aware of each year, that most of them are balloons or airborne plastic bags caught in wind currents. I don't think that the two-mile-long, solid-black, boomerang-shaped, metallic, silent craft seen floating over Arizona by 10,000 people, including the Phoenix mayor, over the course of several hours was a garbage bag. And for any of your friends who like to incessantly ask why we never get pictures or videos of UFOs, tell them to look up the Phoenix Lights event. And it's these kind of big hits getting snubbed by the government reports that has Tim Burchette all riled up. He brings up the 171 reported incidents that can't be explained by garbage bags, birds, or balloons. God, they love that balloon one, don't they? And Burchette wants answers, and he believes, like many of us do, that someone has them. He also makes the point that he thinks the American public can handle the information now, from a socio-psychological viewpoint, and I would agree. So where does this put us? Unfortunately, in the same spot we've been since 1947. Nowhere new as far as official disclosure goes. The bottom line to all of the posturing and filing complaints and FOIA requests and news show appearances and articles from people like Leslie Keen, Ralph Blumenthal, Avi Loeb, Chris Mellon, Louis Elizondo, and maybe those are the previous crop, and now the new kids on the block are the retired Army Intelligence Officer David Grush, the reports we keep getting from the Alphabet Soup UFO investigative agencies, at the moment RO, it's all very interesting, but in the final analysis, it's all just hearsay. Everything since Roswell, short of the go-fast tic-tac and gimbal videos, is just words on paper. And thank heavens we have those videos. They're remarkable. Those of us in the UFO research or experiencer communities don't really need official disclosure at this stage. But that doesn't mean we don't deserve it. Where's the flying saucer Bob Lazar worked on? The sport model. Where are the captured crafts or even the exotic materials? Come on, man. Let's see them aliens. I'm not saying they don't exist. I also realize that if the US government has such things, they aren't gonna just post a picture of them up on their Facebook pages. Well, they might. <laughs> but seriously, let's consider what would happen if they did. The usual, right? Everyone would start arguing over whether the pictures are fake or not. And the most we could hope for would be a multi-million dollar six-page document that tells us five things we already knew, then asks for more money to look into it further. It is cool when the extraterrestrial or extra-dimensional or non-linear timeline entity questions make their way into the mainstream conversation, but for someone like you or me, I don't think we're going to hear any new answers there. It's almost like the stock market. By the time you read about it in the Wall Street Journal, the information is already priced into the stock. By the time the normies start saying things like, they covered up Roswell, people like us have already figured that out. 
We keep looking to the news when we see their UFO or UAP clickbait, hoping beyond hope that they're finally gonna give us something new, but they rarely do. And you know you're dealing with shills when they run you through their obligatory drudging of the official narratives. Hey, look, here's a story about a congressman who thinks Roswell was a cover-up. By the way, in 1994, the Air Force figured out that Roswell was a secret balloon thingy. They can't print the new stuff without battering us over the head with the old stuff. They're compelled. Maybe they're forced. Maybe their hand is guided by the CIA. I don't know. All I know is that I'll never stop looking. Some of these things are interesting. We're going to keep our eye on it. I don't know if there's any real hardcore information in what David Grush is saying, because all he's telling us is that someone else told him something. Bring it on, man. Get the pics. Get the, get the, get the evidence and let, us, and let us see it. Jeez Louise. Anyway, and you can rest assured if anything of substance comes up, you'll be the first to know here. I'll keep digging and you keep looking and together we'll figure it out. If there are answers to be found, we will find them. It will be a glorious day. What's it gonna look like? I don't know. You know, is it gonna be the proverbial UFO landing on the White House lawn? I don't, I don't know. So that's the current situation. We've got all this stuff in the news all of a sudden. It's propping up the UFO question in the mainstream, but in the end, there's really no new information. <laughs> and the day that there is, you'll hear it here first. So I'll keep digging and you keep looking. And thank you sincerely for diving into this subject with me once again. Join us on Patreon for bonus episodes, the dark intel files for each case, background music MP3s, behind the scenes stuff, and help me keep Renegade files going and ad-free at the same time. We offer a free trial week now, so tap the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash renegadefiles. Check it out for free for a week, and I'll see you in there. And cheers, if you're already an RFA agent on Patreon, you make the show a reality. Until our next adventure, I'm your host, Lex Gordon. Stay wild, UFO child.